believe that in the 21st century, the topic of periods remains a taboo. My name is Leah, and in this podcast, I interview different people from different walks of life and different stories, and we talk about periods, because it is time to normalize the conversation around our blood. This is I Bleed. This year, Lebanon has gone through one of the biggest turmoil a country could imagine. An economic crash, a pandemic, and a blast that destroyed its capital and brought its citizens to its knees. In the midst of all this, two young ladies, Lin and Rena, got together and decided to start an initiative for women. Their goal? End period poverty and help women keep their dignity. While food boxes and essentials are being handed out, women's needs are usually forgotten. Today, Dowerty distribute pads to women in need all over Lebanon. What a year, what a year for the Lebanese people, what a year for them, really. We don't deserve this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and, and you and you guys started doing Dawrati like just before all this started? Is that how it like, like it, it was uh, during COVID that you started Dawrati? Yes, uh, we started Dawrati in May 2020. So it was in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, the economic and social situation in the country was deteriorating. So Rana and I are actually colleagues and we were at home during the pandemic and uh, we realized the, we, I, we had more free time and the issue of period poverty has been on our minds for a while. And we were like, Halas, let's launch it. Um, especially that uh, I think around maybe the months of March, uh, there was so much effort that was being done, different initiatives and NGOs that were distributing food boxes and with COVID-19, they started distributing sanitizers. And we realized that, oh, but they were, what about women? What about period pads? And the prices of these products were hiking slowly, but hiking. And therefore, we're like, Halas, we're going to start. And we launched Dawrati in May 2020. Oh, wow. All right, cool. Wow. And, and, and how, like, and, like, how was it, like, what were the challenges to start such an initiative? Because... I, like from my experience talking about periods in the Middle East, it's still very taboo. So what was, what, what were the challenges that you faced to start this? And even like maybe with your family, when you told them that you're going to start doing this initiative for periods or period pads. Um, so I'm, uh, personally, everyone in my family was supportive. My husband being the first one. Um, so I didn't really have any challenge from this perspective. I think our main challenge was um, we had no funds. We still have no funds. And we only had an Instagram account that, and a logo that Rana designed. And we were just, you know, going, in, we didn't know what we were going into. We just said, we want to distribute period pads. People, please donate. So the, you know, the uncertainty was a challenge, I think, by itself. No, Rana? Yes, uh, yes, uh, totally. And and, and initially, yeah, we, we just didn't, 
we had no idea on what what to expect we just said it's now or never so we just have to start it and let's see how things go and yeah. and and initially in your first like initially you were asking like people to donate pads and then you would take these pads and give them to women that were people like, in need in need right but what we did is because it was in the midst of COVID-19 and me and Rana have a job, we decided not to go into the distribution. So we decided to partner with different NGOs that are already present on the ground across the country and who are already distributing food boxes to people from low household income. And we would give them the, the, our menstruation kit uh, as part of their boxes. And this is how we, we decided to do the distribution. Not, it, Rana and I don't really go and you know, knock on doors. We just rely on the network of NGOs. And what's in a menstruation kit? Like what do you usually include? Uh, it includes the period pads, panty liners, or and baby or intimate wipes. Okay. Usually cool. one menstruation kit is for one woman for one month, for a duration of a month. And the reason why we include uh, wipes, I know because there's a whole debate around it, is that a lot of women don't even have access to clean water. And if they do, they need to kind of prioritize what they're going to do with it. So we wanted to make sure that women and girls during their period, they could live somewhat in dignity, their period time, you know. So this right. is why we included wipes. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, definitely. I think because that's the problem with a lot of like, you know, the distribution of pads and mainly like the reusable pads, like, yeah, we re like reusable pads are better, but then if they don't have access to water, how are they going to wash them? You know what I yeah, mean? It's, you know, it's the case for all sustainable uh, alternative. It's the case for the cup, it's the case for the pads, it's for the case for the un un uh, uh, underwears. Uh, access, they need, hygiene is key. And so far, the non-reusable pads are the most, uh, is the most effective solution given the circumstances we live in. Right. And what, what, what reaction have you received from people? Like... Positive? Extremely positive? No? <laughs> I don't know. Super positive. <laughs> yeah, they're... Yeah, we've been overwhelmed, you know? Are, are, has there been initiatives like that before, like for women and pads, or are pads are women's periods usually forgotten in the midst of tragedies and like poverty? I think they're 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 forgotten period, regardless of tragedies or not. Feminine hygiene is really forgotten when you come to think about it, um, regardless of pandemics or blasts or whatever. You rarely see period pads within family boxes, food boxes, etc. Right. Yeah. That's why I made sure to send pads as well when I when we sent some stuff from here to Lebanon. But I just wanted to ask you like on a personal level, what was your like like why did you choose pads? Like what why did you choose like period poverty? What was what drew you to it? Like what was it about per period poverty that was calling your name? I think personally, at least for me, it was the fact that uh, I saw, actually I saw once a picture of a Syrian woman in a refugee camp and she was being, uh, there was a girl who was distributing period pads to her and it made me realize what would a poor woman do if she didn't have access to pads? I mean, her, how, would she, how would she feel in terms of her dignity? 
you know, not being able to just be comfortable during this time. And I think this is what triggered. Plus, there was a gap. You know, there was no one actually distributing that. So I think it was a mix of the two. And for you, Rena? Uh, well, actually, um, uh, Lynn brought me to it. Uh, Lynn had the idea for quite some time. And, uh, and because and we, we talked to her <laughs> about it at the office, <laughs> we would discuss this yes. for hours, Rena and <laughs> So the, the idea kind of grew with me. So, uh, and when we were, I was mentioning here, uh, during the lockdown of the first, of the pandemic in the first lockdown, uh, it was, we talked about it again. And it was like, it's now or never. So let's do it. And we just did. And, and was, has it been difficult to get women or like, not just women, to get people to donate pads? Actually, no. At, at first, we, we, we were overwhelmed by the amount of donations we were receiving. And we even found the, the way uh, for people to donate because we gave them the option to, because they were not able to commute during the, the lockdown, we gave them the option to actually uh, buy products online to our address, oh. which was uh, very effective. So the donations kept on coming. Right. And, right. And, and what would you say would be like a milestone for your success in, in this organization? Like how, when would you feel, or do, maybe you've already hit that milestone. Cause I, I saw that Nana partner up with you and gave you like tons of pads. Million <laughs> so pads. Million two million. Pads. two million. All right. Yeah. Two million two, pads. Two million. I think that was, that's milestone. No, Rana? Yeah. That's, that's a key milestone. I think that's we just did our first milestone. Right. And, yeah, and, I think it's a key milestone. And, I, I, and you know, in your, in your statement about like the company, you say that you also want to tap into like education. Do you, do you yeah, still sure. feel on grounds like that, like the concept, like, is, because I, you know, my own, my only, usually when I see like, um, companies like always like Nana, like, you know, all these big branded company giving in away pads. I always think, but are they giving the education that goes with the pads? Because a pad is a pad, but without the education, you know, I just. Yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. You know, when we launched Daureti, we had two objectives. The first one was to help end period poverty. And the second one was to normalize the conversation around period. But what we realized was that given the economic circumstances the country is going through, focusing on ending period poverty was key. Because although there are so many things you can do on the awareness level, whether it's workshops for girls who are about to have their period, introducing sustainable solutions like the cup, etc., people are not in the state of mind. And especially now following the explosion, you know, if I want to organize a workshop and ask women to come with their daughters to introduce them to the cup or to a washable, a reusable pads, they are not in the state of mind. You know, it, in Lebanon, we are in a survival mode, which doesn't really leave room for awareness and learning and changing your behavior. So unfortunately, it's kind of on hold, although we work on, you know, on showcasing the holistic approach or to period. 
you know, in terms of nutrition, in terms of sports, but this is what we can manage so far, given the current circumstances. You know, but you see, I think that's extremely important what you say, because usually like, you know, in first what we call first world countries, like, you know, they when they talk about like the Middle East or even Africa and like the fact that there are no initiative for period education, they forget to take into account that like we have other worries in the Middle East and the worry of survival is like much greater than reconnecting to your feminine side and exactly. embracing the power Especially of your period. You know, uh, the, the, the poor neighborhoods or poor households usually are very conservative. So one workshop is not enough. You know, you need to have a holistic plan to be able to change the mindset when it comes to menstruation cups. I'm not even talking tampons, just menstruation cups. You know, so uh, it's so you have the situation and people not being in the state of mind and then being somewhat very conservative. So it doesn't really add up in our times now. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can I, I, I can understand that. And definitely like, yeah, people have much bigger worries than like normalizing the period talk. Yeah. As, exactly. as in, in Lebanon per se, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially right. after the explosion. Yeah. But do you, do you feel at one point things will go back to normal and there will be space for, for talks, like for, for such talks or such educational workshops? Hopefully. <laughs> That's good. I like hope. You know, in Lebanon, we tend to move on at some point. And once we will move on, I hope we will move on with action rather than move on without action. But once we move on, I think uh, there will be room for that. You know, women will always have their periods. Girls will always be able to have their periods. Prices are going to keep on increasing. Uh, uh, family, uh, the middle class and families are going to get poorer. So it's a vicious cycle. So at some point, maybe you know, because of the needs, um, for example, sustainable solution will have to be, uh, will, will have to be addressed. And, and the prices now have actually increased, right, in Lebanon, of, because they're all imported, like, are they affordable? Is it, because already, like, I did the math at one, one time to see how much I would spend per month on pads, and it was like, a crazy sum, like, it ended up being like $51,000 a year, like, for my life, in my lifetime of someone who gets her period. So in Lebanon, like, do you have to be a billionaire? Like you end up spending billions of dollars at the end to be able to get access. I think she did the exercise of our menstruation kit, no? How, how much was yeah, it? The, at at the beginning of, uh, when we first launched Dorothy, uh, the menstruation kit uh, was around $10. Now uh, it has been at the official rate, <laughs> right? <laughs> which which nobody abides so to, except yeah. the banks. Except yeah. the banks, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tragic. It's like yeah, it's tra it's really tragic. Yeah, and so so today, how much is it, Rana? It, it's almost tripled, so it's around $30. Jesus. Really? 45000 If you include the whites, which are the ones. 
Yeah. the panty liners and the wipes. At some point, we might not be able to afford the, the pad yeah. ourselves. <laughs> we will <laughs> suffer from period poverty. <laughs> poverty ourselves, yes. Yeah, that's like, you, you know, so like... That's really The brands, the um, known brands are expensive, to be honest. Um, we have local brands, but... Um, at some point they became very expensive also, not very, but more expensive because uh, the raw material was not subsidized. And then the Ministry of Economy said, no, the, we will subsidize the raw material. So it should become more affordable. But I haven't really noticed a change in prices. But th this is for the brands you find in supermarkets because uh, you, there are maybe less known brands that are, uh, a bit cheaper but honestly I don't really have access to them and uh, I don't think they're very much uh, available across the country so right yeah you have to add to that the fact that some women might not be able to use uh, cheaper products because they might be allergic to it they might not exactly. like it they have a difference so uh, and we have been relying on imported goods for so long in Lebanon that we actually use imported goods rather than using the local uh, goods. Right. So right. shifting, yeah. Right. Oof. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> we <laughs> are so glad to be on your podcast so and be me. <laughs> And being gloomy, but it's unfortunate. I mean, it's. Uh, we I mean, wish we could bring more uh, better. I mean, I think it's important for people to know, and I think it's important for people to be aware of of like what's happening in some parts of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, to, to, just to 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 um, conclude this, I just want to ask you, like, for people listening, what can people do to help Daurati? So with Dao in Daurati, so far, we've only taken Inca donations. Uh, people can donate, uh, and we provide them with the delivery address. They can donate period pads, panty liners, and wipes. Okay. Um, we also have launched with Just Help, an online platform for people who wish to donate online. That said, we have been making a couple of exceptions for fresh funds, because when we are receiving fresh funds and turning them to Lebanese pound on the on, on, on the black market, unfortunately, we are yeah. able to actually buy products. Um, so, so far we only take in-time donations and any donation is uh, welcomed. Um, and we will make sure that it goes to, um, to the right uh, people, especially that uh, Rana and I, we want to make sure that, you know, uh, at we're inclusive and we include everyone. We don't even marginalize people. We, I mean, every woman has the right to have period pads. So we help migrant workers, we help Lebanese, the LGBT community, anyone who needs the pads and we can actually help. We try to never say no, as much as we can. Okay, and they can find all this information on your Instagram page, right? They can like, yes. people can get in touch with you on your Instagram page. Yes, they can message us and we are usually fast answering. So. Okay, perfect. We're daurati.lb uh, on Instagram. All right, cool. 
Perfect. And Daurati, just for people to know, Daurati means the cycle. Is that what that means? Is it cycle? The menstrual cycle in Arabic. Yeah, the menstrual cycle in Arabic. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much, Rana and Bin. And um, thank you for having us. And I really hope that like you manage to grow and expand and manage after all this mess to conduct the educational workshops that you had intended to do. We really hope. We are really excited about this. Yeah. There, I mean, it will happen. I think we just need to let 2020 pass. <laughs> have hope, like Rana said. And have hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thank you very much, ladies. And thank ciao. You. Bye, thank bye. You. bye. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe, and participate in my first period project or the pad art. All information are on the site. I hyphen bleed.com.